0: Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hey guys, welcome back to Saturday Night Live. I'm your host, Olivia. You can call me Liv, you can call me Olivia, whatever works for you. And today I have another special guest with me, but this one feels extra special because this is kind of my first podcast to podcast collab. So I have Catherine on the line with me and she has a podcast called Watered Wednesdays. So thank you for being here, Catherine. And do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell the listeners what they can expect if they wanted to listen to your podcast?
1: Yes. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this too. Um, I just started a podcast with my friend Allie and we started recording back in November, but we actually just launched it. So um, it's kind of funny how I actually heard about um, your podcast, Olivia, because my cousin is dating... um, Caroline, who was a guest on your podcast, and so she told me about it, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a cute podcast, I love it, and so it was kind of funny, that's how we got connected, and we're like, let's do a little collab with our, you know, podcast. And I love it,
0: I was, I was so excited when I saw I had a DM from you, I was like, oh my god, this will be like my first, like, official collab, so I'm really excited about this. <laughs>
1: that's awesome, I was so nervous sending you the DM, because I was like, is she gonna think I'm some weirdo, like... No not at all i
0: love it i've gotten messages from literally like people from different countries being like i listen to your podcast to like learn english like i've gotten the craziest things so i was so excited to hear from you
1: no way that's amazing yeah. um yeah so ours is called watered wednesdays and it's it's a faith based podcast so it's kind of based around like christianity and um just how like you can live by that in a modern day world. Um, So my friend Allie and I, we just talk about a lot of different things. And like I said, we only have like eight episodes out right now, but we plan on talking about so many things like self-worth and we have one out on joy. And um, we actually have one on the Enneagram too, which I'm so excited because we're going to talk about that today. But
0: yeah, I'm so, so you, excited. You know. So, I listened to your podcast last night for the first time because I wanted to get a feel for like how this episode would go or what we should talk about. And I loved your pod. You, I just love like you guys are so like you get deep, but like on a relatable level. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? I just, I love it. And I love that it's like conversations that have a purpose. And I'm going to continue to listen. I subscribed and I love it. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, so. I listened last night to your podcast on, is it called types? Is that like what it's oh, called?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So it's called the Enneagram. Yeah. And it's kind of like, so obviously personality profiles have been around forever. And actually the Enneagram like is super old too, but I feel like it's like kind of trending right now. Like, Oh yeah. I don't know. Like everyone is like rediscovering the Enneagram. So it's so funny because my friends and I like recently got really into it and I love it. Like, I just feel like it makes so much sense. Like even like knowing myself, but then even knowing my friends and my family and people yeah. around me, like, it's just been so interesting to learn about.
0: I'm, I'm so excited because I don't know much about it, but after listening to your Enneagram episode, I was so intrigued. So I literally bought the thing for $12 last night. I've never paid money for a personality test, but I was like, I'm doing this. So I went (laughs) on the Enneagram Institute. I bought like the legit one for 12. I hope it was the legit one for $12. And so I got, and I hope that you're going to be able to like, kind of break it down for me. Like what my type is, what my number means and all of that, like the good and the bad. I just, I want to know what it all means. So I got a number four. But then number nine was like one point behind that. So I don't know if that means like I'm a four and a nine or if I'm just a four, but I'm, I'm going to go with a four, I think. But you tell me like what you think that means in all of it.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I'm a four too. Oh my, no oh. way. I know. Kindred spirits. I love that's, it. That's so um,
0: cool. Okay. So what does it mean? You'll have like, you'll know extra about this one then since yes. it's you too.
1: I will. Okay. So basically like what happens is there's nine types and it, the whole like philosophy is that we all embody characteristics of every single type. So it's not like we're all different. We actually all are, you know, we all are capable of the same things, but it's just which type do you kind of like resonate with the most or like you're the one that you're going to like exhibit the most behaviors of. So like okay. for you, because you got number four first, you probably are like most like a four, but okay. because you're one point behind with a nine, you're probably have a lot of nine characteristics too. So basically like a four, well, and they also, Enneagram breaks down every type with a basic fear and a basic desire. So like, it's kind of interesting because sometimes you think that like, your biggest desire, you're like, oh, well, everyone desires that. Yeah. Enneagram saying that like each number has a different basic desire. Yeah. So for a four, it's, um, that they want to find themselves and their significance. So they want to have like an identity and a purpose and like yes. our basic fear is that we will not have any identity or any significance.
0: I, I think that like really resonates with me. Like that feels so true to me. But it's weird because I feel like I've never like I've never had something like in particular to identify with. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like growing up I didn't really play any sports or I wasn't in any certain like group of people. Like I've never had that, you know what I mean? Like a stereotypical like this is me. I am a soccer player. You know what I mean? So I feel like I really resonate with that because I've never really identified with anything specific.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I kind of end the same way too. Um, but like on the description, I just pulled it up. It says like our, for the four, the key motivations are we want to express themselves and their individuality to create and surround themselves with beauty, to maintain certain moods and feelings, to withdraw, to protect their self image, to take care of emotional needs before attending to anything else and to attract a rescuer which that part was kind of interesting to me (laughs) yeah I don't know about that I don't know know about that either but But some of the descriptions like don't apply but some do
0: everything else totally resonates with me like I really like to have a certain like aesthetic whether it's like my bedroom means so much to me like having it clean and pretty and feeling like it's like my safe like cozy environment that means so much to me um what else did you say
1: um. Let's see. Oh, are you more of like a feeler than? Yeah. Like- oh yeah. Okay, same. <laughs> because that's like the key thing of a four is that we're just like really emotional and like in tune with our feelings and like.
0: Oh my god, I am the like world
1: through feelings.
0: I am like emotion overload, like same. too too much emotion. But yeah, a hundred percent, that one resonates with. Once I read that, I was reading a little bit about it last night, and I was like, "Yep, this has to be the right one." <laughs>
1: Yep, And like, it says we're very sensitive, introspective. So like, you're really good at like knowing what you feel. Cause like some people really don't know what they feel. And I feel like I don't understand that. Cause I'm like, how do you not know how you feel? Like I, that's how I live my life is processing my feelings. Yes. Um, that is so true. No,
0: I know. It's so weird. And when you look at the other numbers, it's like, wait, other people like feel this way and think this way. It, it is really strange to think that like other people aren't feeling the same as you or they don't process things in the same way
1: exactly and so this is the other cool thing about the Enneagram too and I know I'm like all over the place so feel free to stop me but um they break it down so there's like they call them um tri-types so like there's um the numbers that like process the world through their feelings so that's like twos threes and fours and then 5 6 and 7s are all like head types so they think using logic and research and like more of like their mind and then 8s 9s and 1s are body types so like these are the people where like if they're stressed they'll get a stomach ache Or if they're really stressed, like maybe they'll get a headache because they use more of like their body to process things.
0: So they're like physically affected. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously, like I said before, we all embody all of the types. So like you can be a two, which is a heart type and you like process with your feelings, but you can still get a stomach ache. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're all separate, but it's just like your natural bend and it's so funny because I have like one of my best friends is a seven and so she uses her her mind and logic to process through things and so sometimes her and I are just like on completely different pages because I'm like use your heart and she's like no but this doesn't make sense that's so funny
0: I feel like my boyfriend has never taken this test but I feel like I want to make him take it because I feel like he would be a five six or seven like he processes things very logically. And he doesn't understand when I'm like crying about something or when I'm feeling like, when I'm feeling like personally affected by something, he's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why are you feeling that way?
1: Yeah, exactly. My husband is actually, he won't take the test. It's so funny. I'm like, whatever type wouldn't take the test is what you are because... It's like, I don't want to be put in a box. Um, that's so fun. I feel
0: like so, that's such a boy thing. My boyfriend would say yeah. the same thing.
1: Yeah, but I like tr- always try to guess what he is. I think he's an eight, which is the challenger. Uh-huh. Um, and the eight is more like they're just very intense people and like just kind of like go getter boss types. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, and the other cool thing about it too is the philosophy is that like your personality is fluid. So um for each number, they give you a number that you move to in growth and then a number that you move to in stress. So oh. for us as fours, they say that like when we're doing really well and we're growing and we're really healthy, we're going to move to a one, which is the perfectionist type. Okay. So that's probably when like, I don't know if I know for me, like when I'm really healthy, I just get like super productive and I'm like getting things done and I'm like really kind of more perfection-y. And then when I'm not doing well, I move to two, which is where we go to in stress and that like twos are amazing twos are like really helpful to people and like all about relationships but twos can also be kind of like clingy and like really like needing people too mm-hmm. so i feel like when i'm like stressed i'm like super clingy to people like i'm like
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I just want to be around people all the time so it's kind of funny to see it like play out that
0: is really funny so my other question about the enneagram this might be what you were just talking about but i saw that some of them will be like you're like a four W three. Like what does the W mean?
1: Oh yeah. So that's your wing. So you always will wing towards one of the numbers that surround your number. So like with us being fours, we'll either wing to five or wing to a three. Okay.
0: Um, So how do you know which one it is? Did your test not tell you? I don't think so. I'm not sure though. Maybe I just didn't see it.
1: Okay. Well, I, I have a test that I can give you. It's free and it'll tell you your wing. Okay. But, um, I, so you, you can test or you can just read the types and kind of decide what makes the most sense. Like, I think for you, I don't, I don't even know you, but I feel like you're a four wing three. <laughs> okay. That's weird. Cause that's what I
0: just wrote in my book. I was like scribbling like four W three as we were talking. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, well, that's what I am too, cause like four wing threes are a little more extroverted and like, okay. um, I don't have the descriptions like up in front of me, but I just know that four wing threes are four wing threes are just more like personable and like kind of outgoing and talkative, and then four wing fives are a little more like. Reserved because that goes to the head type, so then you become Mm -hmm. a little more like shy, or or, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's so strange because I feel like I'm both like it was so hard taking the test because it was like, Do you find yourself to be like more outgoing, or do you like to be more reserved? And I'm like, I'm literally both because there are so many days where I just want to like be in my room and like not talk to anyone, and then the other half the time, if I am like out at a party or whatever, I love talking to people and like being social. So, it's very yeah. straight. Like, I don't really identify with either like introvert or extrovert because I feel like I'm both. I don't know.
1: Oh, I totally get that. I'm the same way. I think, and you could take the test and maybe it'll tell you, or you could also have balanced wings too. Cause I know sometimes that's a thing where they'll just be like, hey, you have both wings. Like, oh. you
0: know,
1: so maybe that could be the case too. I don't know.
0: That's really interesting. Maybe. Well, my other question about the Enneagram. So, like, since you're a four too, what do I need to know about being a four? And like, or maybe like, how can it help me in my life? You know what I mean? Like, what is the, what is the outcome of this? Now that I've taken the Enneagram,
1: I know that I'm a four. What do I need to do with that? No, that's a good question. I think, um, just like reading the description and, um, they have like really good podcasts on the Enneagram too.
0: I'm going to check that out.
1: Yeah. And even like, I don't know if you saw this, but on the Enneagram Institute.com, they have the type and then it'll list like when you're healthy and then go down to like unhealthy levels. So there's, I I don't know if you read that, but like, sometimes it's good just to even like check in with yourself. Like, Like Hey, at my best, I'm going to be prof. I'm reading this right now. Level one at their best fours are profoundly creative, expressing the personal and universal possibly in a work of art, inspired, self-renewing, regenerating, able to transform all their experiences into something valuable. Wow. So I think that's cool. Cause like when you read that, you're like, Oh, I, if I'm doing those things, I must be like really healthy right now or like doing well. Yeah. But like when you read down to like some of the like more unhealthy levels. Yeah. Um, it says you can be like really self-absorbed or, um, feeling like, detached from people or isolated or yeah. like really like in your head and they say that melancholy is really big for fours like just feeling mm. kind of like sad or whatever so sometimes if i'm like in that type of space it's good just to recognize like oh hey this is just my personality but like maybe a more like unhealthy stage of my personality and what are some things i can do to like get back to my healthier self Wow. That's so interesting. I really like
0: that. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can check in and just be like, where am I right now? And it kind of almost like validates, like, it's okay to feel this way. Like, this is normal for my personality type. And like, how can I get back to like a healthier stage?
1: Exactly. And I think it's also good too, just for relating to other people, like how you said your boyfriend's more like, in his head and like thinks with logic and you're more of a feeler. So sometimes it's good just to read the other numbers too of people who are like really close to you, because then you can be like, Oh, we're disagreeing right now because at the end of the day, like they, I'm trying to think of an example, like with my friend who's a seven, um, her like basic motivation is to be happy Mm -hmm. and her, basic fear is to be in pain. So like when she is looking at the world, like if she's not going to be happy doing something, she won't do it. Whereas for me, I'm like, well, sometimes you have to just be unhappy, but you're finding your purpose in something. So it's funny because sometimes we won't see eye to eye, but it's helpful for me to know, Oh, like she just wants to be happy right now. Yeah, it's just easier to relate or like understand why people do what they do.
0: Totally. I get that. Okay. Now I really want to have my boyfriend take this because I feel like it'll help me to understand like when he's driving me insane, I'll be like, okay, you're just a seven. So like, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I think it just makes, cause it just helps it makes sense of people. Cause it's like, sometimes you're so frustrated and you're like, why don't they get it? Like, why can't they see this the way I see it? So.
0: Totally. I made him take the love languages quiz with me. Oh and we, yeah. I forget what they are now. I need to take it again, but we had like very different love languages. And I was like, okay, like this validates like, why you like challenge me so much or like why we like see things so differently. So maybe this would kind of be the same. Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you for explaining all of that. I'm excited about being a four, I guess. I don't know what else to do with it. <laughs> I was I was trying to look up like good careers for fours because I really just, I'm still like, what am I going to do with my life? I like don't know what career path I want to go down. And it was saying like very, like a lot of things that I have tried, which was very interesting. Like a lot of job, like nothing was like a desk job. It was very like creative things like graphic designer, photographer, artist, um, costume designer, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Is that all stuff you've tried? Um, not all of that. I've done graphic design, photography, like things like that. And those are the things that have made me the most happy. And Mm. any, any job I've had that has just been a desk job, I've like never been able to follow through with. And so I thought that was really interesting that the fours like had very creative jobs. And then one of them was like just to be an entrepreneur and like have your own business. And that's like my dream is to like have my own business someday. So I was like, oh my gosh, I like totally relate to that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's exactly like what's cool about the Enneagram. And I follow some really good Instagram accounts too. There's this one called um, Just My Enneatype. Okay, I'm going to follow because they have some really cool things. Like they have um different mantras for each number. So like I don't know, you it's just really inspirational because when you know your number, you can look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's exactly what I needed to hear today, or like that yeah. makes so much sense.
0: That's so cool. Okay, and then I have one more question about the Enneagram. It I saw something about like mistypes. So is it possible like during the quiz they like give you the wrong number or like you're not actually Four,
1: Yeah. So like nines, for example, they're really, um, like they're, they're the peacemakers. So nines will usually kind of like adopt the personality and thoughts of like people around them, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing. I think that like, it just shows you're a really adaptable person, but that means that like, maybe when you're taking the test, you might not actually know yourself enough to like select the right answer does that make sense
0: yeah and that's so weird because I kind of felt like that I was like I don't know like which one do I do and then I was trying to look at myself from like the outside in and be like what would people think of me like in a social setting or like uh-huh. just to answer the questions and I was like am I a nine and not a four I don't know
1: yeah so like it's definitely easy to mistype and actually on the enneagram institute.com the website they have like um I'm trying to think I'm not on the website right now, but I know like, oh wait, you click on misidentifications and then you can say which number like you got tested as, but then it'll show you like, hey, if you think you're a four, but you're actually a nine, read through this description and then it'll help you identify which one you actually are.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to do that after this and we'll see what I get. That's really interesting though.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, it's obviously like sometimes hard to I don't know, like take those tests because sometimes you relate to more than one answer. So
0: yeah, total. Oh my gosh, there were some times where I was like neither one of these and sometimes I was like both. So exactly. (laughs) it was hard, but, and it was like 144 questions, but it was kind of cool because I felt like that was the first like real personality test I've ever taken. And I I don't know, I'm just really excited about it because I know the Enneagram's a big thing and all these girls read books about it and podcasts and all this. So I'm going to like try to get into it see what being a four is all about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Cause we, um, my friends and I went out last night for my friend's birthday and mm. we talked about the Enneagram for like an hour and we felt like such nerds. because <laughs> We got my one friend into it and this guy was texting her and they were like flirting. She's single. And, um, she, it was just so funny because like the advice we were giving her, she's like, what should I say back? And like my one friend and I were different numbers and it was so funny because the advice we were giving her, we're like, Oh my gosh, that's such a four thing to say. And like, that's such a seven thing to say. And we were like, Oh my gosh, it's coming to life. Oh my God. I love
0: it. That's hilarious. I know. That's so funny. Okay. So I had a few more questions for you and then that we've already been talking for so long. I'm so excited, but Um, so you said that you're married and I am so intrigued by that because I don't have a lot of friends that are married. I have like one close friend that's married from college, but I wanted to like ask you some questions about marriage and like all of that, if that's cool with you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So first I wanted to know, how did you meet your husband? And then like, what was my biggest question? I was like, at what point did you know he was like the one versus like other people you've dated?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, so we met at Michigan State, and he was actually a senior, and I had just graduated, so I'm a year older than him. Okay. Um, but I worked at Michigan State for a Christian organization after college for two years, and so he was involved in it. So as a senior, I met him when I, you know, I was like an intern, and it was so funny because I don't even remember the first conversation we had. Um, yeah. But I guess like from that conversation, he's like, oh my gosh, I want to get to know this girl. And so for like an entire semester, he kept trying to plan like these huge events so that I would show up because I wasn't a student. That's (laughs) so cute. I I know it was really cute. He planned like a huge Halloween party And I never showed up. And I guess he was like so depressed because like 200 people came to their house and I didn't show up. Oh my God. That's so cute. I know. So he was really cute about it, but then like, um, it was the Christmas party that our organization did. And so I was there because I had to run it and he like came up to talk to me and he was going to ask me out, but then like all these freshman girls came up and started talking to me. So he was like, okay, this is not meant to be like, I can never, I just can't talk to her. And so it was so funny because some of my friends, they um, were driving, they were leaving the party and their car broke down. And so I had to like, they called me cause they're like, can you come pick us up? But I didn't have a car. So I was like trying to find people to drive me. And then Anthony like heard I needed a ride. So he was like, Oh my gosh, this is my chance. And oh. he's like, Catherine, I'll drive you. And so like, it was kind of all history from there. But, um, that's so cute. So,
0: so what point did you know? Like what point did it turn from like you're dating to like, this is the guy I'm going to spend my whole life with.
1: Yeah. It's really funny. Cause at first I actually really didn't like him. Like yeah. not that I didn't like him. I just was so unsure because I was, a, I was kind of burned at this point from previous relationships. And I was just so anti-boy mm-hmm. that I just wasn't even in the mood to date. So we went on like three dates and I was just like, eh, I'm not really sure about this guy. Like, I, I don't know. But I think it was like his persistence for me that really started to like change my heart because I would, I clearly wasn't that excited or into it, but he kept being like, I want to date you. I want to take you out. Like, I want to get to know you. And I think just that persistence, like really started changing me. And so then after like four months of dating, something switched. And I was like, I can't imagine myself ever being with anyone else. Oh, and that's so sweet. Yeah. And like, we told each other, we loved each other. And after that, it was like, we just knew it, that was it. It's what? so hard to explain. Like, I just yeah. knew that I couldn't picture myself ever breaking up with him. So I was like, well, I guess this is it. That's so sweet. That's like
0: my biggest, like, that's my biggest thing that I don't get, but maybe I just will get it someday. But like when everyone's like, when you know, you know, like that's the biggest thing. And I'm like, but how do you know? Like, when do you know? What point do you know? Like, why do you know? Like, I have so many questions about it, but I I get that it's just like a feeling, I guess, more than anything.
1: It totally is. And it it was mutual too. I think that's the other thing is like, he felt the exact same way that I did. And so that just solidified it even further because I was like, wow, we both feel this way. Like we really must be like right for each other. And um, I also think it, like, I kind of knew too, because anytime conflict came up, like if we ever got in an argument or like had some sort of conflict, I never feared that we were going to break up from it. Yeah. Like, I always, and I think that gave me a lot of confidence, too. Like, okay, this is real. Like, we really are just committed to each other because even if we get in a fight, like, we're not going anywhere. Oh,
0: that's so sweet. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. At what point did you know, like, you were ready to get married? Like, how did you go from, like, dating To engage to marry. Like, this is, I don't know why this is so interesting to me, probably because I'm in my 20s and like everyone's getting engaged. But like, at what point did that, like, I guess switch from like we're just dating to was there like a conversation
1: about getting married? Yeah. So we dated for two years before we got engaged. Okay. And, or I guess it was more like a year and a half, but we did have a conversation, like, I think it must have been a year into dating where we kind of just said, hey, like, we're going to get married, right? And we both were like, yeah. Like it, just, it wasn't even a question in our brains, which is so funny. But we kind of talked about it and said like, yeah, we want to get married. We're both on the same page with that. And so I kind of, I think I asked him his timeline. I was like, so when do you see us like getting engaged? And he was like, oh, probably like this summer. Um, so mm-hmm. we had been dating for two years and I was like, okay, like that sounds fine to me. So we kind of, that's how we talked about it. Okay. Um, and then we were engaged for a year and then we got married. So like total time we were dating for three years before we got married.
0: Okay. And then how did he propose just because I love proposal stories. I have to know. Oh,
1: yeah, it was really cute. So my mom lives in Nashville actually. Okay. So she was up, I live in Michigan, so she was up here visiting for the summer and, um, He, so he wanted to do it like when my family was in town. So he made it seem like we were driving to my, um, like stepdad's family's house Mm -hmm. for a barbecue. And so he like picked me up and we were driving and then he like took a detour, which I was kind of like, okay, what the heck? Um, And he went to this dock on a lake, and he's like, let's go walk on this for a minute. And he took me out there, and there was, like, all these rose petals on the dock and all these candles. Oh, my God. That's Uh, so sweet. So, obviously, like, I kind of knew once we got there, but it was really sweet. And then the best part was he had planned, like, this huge party at a hotel with, like, all of our friends and family.
0: I love that. So my my friend did the same thing and I've always wanted that.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was really special cuz then like everyone could join in on the excitement and it was just like a really great night. So
0: That's so sweet. Okay, and then I have to know about the ring. Did you pick out your own ring? Did he pick out a ring?
1: Oh my gosh, he picked it out entirely on his own. Wow. Like, I, I have to this day, I have no idea if he looked at like my Pinterest. Cause I was definitely pinning rings that I liked, like yeah. on the off like his mom or sister would like show it to him or something, but we didn't talk about the ring at all. Like he did it all on his own and he did an amazing job. Like it is beautiful. And exactly like, what I probably would have picked out for myself. I'm not really picky with jewelry though. So yeah, I know some of my friends, like they're like, no, I have to pick it out, you know, which I totally get because you wear it every day of your life, you know? Yeah,
0: but there's something super romantic about like him picking it out for you, I think.
1: Oh yeah, and he like designed it Oh, too. So, like, that is so cute. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so proud of him. Every time I get a compliment on the ring, I'm always like, yeah, he picked it out and designed it on his own. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Yeah, it's cute.
0: That's so cute. Well, I think that's all of the questions that I had for you. And it was kind of random between the Enneagram and marriage questions, but I'm so excited I got to talk to you. And thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh, no. Thank you for having me. I love your podcast. I will keep listening. Thank you. I'll keep listening to yours too. So do you want to tell the listeners, like if they wanted to listen to your podcast,
0: where can they find you?
1: Oh yeah. So you can go to wateredwednesdays.com and there's like all the information there. We also have an Instagram page, Watered Wednesdays, and you can listen on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, Catherine. We'll have to do this again.
1: I agree. We'll do part
0: two. Yeah, we'll (laughs) definitely do part two. Maybe I could come on your podcast next time. Oh, yeah, for sure. That would be so fun. Well, thank you for coming on. I had a great time.
1: Me too. Bye.
0: Okay, bye.